0: welcome to Hawaii Abroad Audio Podcast. I'm your host, Auntie Max, and today is another Aloha Friday. It's a day where I interview former Hawaii residents and get to listen and share about their journey, how they relocated away from our islands. In today's episode, I get to talk start with a native Hawaiian that is now living away from the islands and been experiencing many different areas throughout this globe, nationally and internationally. He's a former resident of the island of Hawaii and also a Kamehameha School graduate. I'm going to allow him to share with you where he's originally from, where he is located right now, and share a little bit about him and his journey from his transition from Hawaii to where he now is in Georgia. I'm so excited to share this with you folks, so why don't we just get to it? Aloche, how are you?
1: Aloha Auntie, uh, it's good to be here. Um, I'm originally from uh, the Big Island uh, in the town Pahala in the Kau district, born and raised there. Um, right now I'm currently living in middle Georgia, a little town called Kathleen, which is right outside of the outskirts of the, the Air Force Base there where I work as a um, civil service. So just to share my relocation journey, um, I guess the military is what brought me to move around to different places uh, when I was younger. Um, I didn't start, I didn't go into the military until I was 22. Actually, um, after I graduated from Kamehameha uh, in 1989, I went back to the Big Island and went to uh, Hilo Community College and got my associate's degree in uh, automotive mechanic. And then I ended up working in Pahala at the sugar mill as a mecha- uh, apprentice mechanic, uh, diesel me- mechanic apprentice. Um, back in 1992 is when I first got, we were the first group of uh, workers that got laid off from the plantation because they were gonna eventually shut down. And um, that's when my dad actually uh, mentioned, why don't you just uh, get away for a little while, see the world, join the military. So I was like, okay, just like that. So in 1994 is when I um, entered basic training in the United States Air Force, and here I am now. Um, I don't think uh, I planned to stay in the military for long. I I think um, I ended up retiring after 21 years. My first in my first intention was to just work four years, get an experience, and come back to Hawaii and just live the life. But once I Went into the military I ended up uh, loving it and loving the the places that you can go to and the experiences that i had and the people that i work with so i ended up loving it and made it a career so you know with that said I, um, my first duty station was in uh new jersey i spent three and a half years there and then ended up moving overseas to england i was in england for five years then I came back to the United States, and I was stationed in Albuquerque, New Mexico, for two years, and ended up going to Japan for eight years. Um, after wow. after Japan, I spent I came back to the United States, and I was stationed in Florida for two years, and then I retired. So this was a span of twenty one years um, of my career. Uh, what me brought What brought me to Georgia um, as I was retiring six months into my retirement. Um, I initially planned to move back to Hawaii with my wife. Um, As well as I had at the same time, I was kind of seeking jobs there, you know, putting out my resumes and so on and so forth. Um, Unfortunately, there was only one place that actually accepted me to work, and that was in Georgia. So uh, that was a spur of the moment. We packed up our things, our car, and drove up here six months later. And we've been here for almost eight years now.
0: Wow. So the intent actually was to go back home, but the opportunity just wasn't there. So it it wasn't there
1: and correct. It wasn't there. And, um, looking back, I think it, um, I always believe that there's a, there's always a reason for something. Um, I've always believed that. And I think uh, when I'm, when I, when I look back, I think I made the right choice by coming here. Now I'm uh, actually, you know, I enjoy my job. I love the people I work with, you know, it, it keeps me financially stable and you know this place is kind of resembles it, it kind of reminds me of back home because it's so country it's so rural where i'm from it's the same way and they love to hunt so i love to hunt as well here so i kind of felt comfortable being here and not only that but i think the economy here is also good you know it's so much it's it's very the cost of living is cheap and looking back especially when i went home uh a comp- couple months ago i just it's just everything is so sky high um i think uh yeah i was kind of fortunate to end up you know in a place here
0: yeah you you got it right on a nail the economy back at home in hawaii it it's crazy it is very sky high um so yeah wow it's interesting to hear your journey throughout the world internationally and nationally yeah so that's a yes. lot of experience that you gathered just to be able to see the places oh yes. working there
1: yes it was an experience um and not only that but you know if, when you're at a base you're always deploying to another location so you know with that said you know i've been to other countries multiple different countries for anywhere between one week to eight months you know as, as a deployment so it's It's an experience, and I loved everything. You know, experiencing the different cultures. um, You know, especially for me, you know, coming from Hawaii, where we have a lot of multiple, multiple, uh, multicultural society. You know, it's I love being somewhere else just to see and experience what what other cultures do. It's 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 a it's a great experience.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Wow, because I don't know, I, I am one that totally love our culture and just Mm -hmm. to experience other people's culture, that, that is some education together. That is awesome. Would you be able to share with me one culture that really stands out to you that you was able to experience?
1: So Japan, um, when I was, I, I, you know, being there in eight for eight years, um, they're very, um, punctual, they're on time with everything. So if you ever have to go, you know, for a reservation for dinner or something off base, you know, to a, a restaurant, um, just remember that you have to be there on time because that's, you know, everybody's so prompt, but not only that is that they that they're very helpful, um, very giving people. And I kind of relate that to how it is back home, you know, the hospitality, you know, what, what we say, the Aloha spirit, that's that's what I love, you know, just just experiencing other cultures and what, what makes it even intriguing is that if you go there with an open mind and just experience it and embrace their culture they will they'll extend their open arms to you and just enjoy your company and, you know there's there's always the uh, the stigma of you know other cultures going to another country and just trying to instill their beliefs there but if you go there with, a, with an open mind they'll they'll uh, love you to death and they'll show you everything you know this is what we have this is what we do here in this town and so on and so forth so it's it's a humbling experience and it kind of opens up your eyes to see you know that you know a lot of a lot of the different countries are the same uh, as far as the, the the hospitality it's just that you have to learn how to embrace it when you go there and just just enjoy it just enjoy their life enjoy everything about it
0: totally agree. That is an important part right there, is that yes. when you're visiting, you just make sure that you honor their culture and you respect it and embrace it. Yeah?
1: Yes, so. I agree.
0: That is awesome. How about the language in these different places? Were you able to pick up their language of somehow, somehow and at least be able to operate there?
1: <laughs> so I actually had to take, um, so in when, uh, just to backtrack on that, when I was going to, I only went to Kamehameha my junior and senior year. So,
0: okay.
1: um, I remember a lot of the students that's been there for a couple of years before me, that's been there longer, they, they used to take like Japanese language. And I remember they were so proficient. But, you know, for me, I never took any of those languages, language classes. So, when I was stationed in Japan, I actually took a class. Um, and it was a Japanese teacher. And he taught us how to speak fluently for a whole year. I took it. And it was enough for me to get by to Japan and talk to the people and so on and so forth to the point where um, by the time I left, I could speak almost fluently.
0: Nice.
1: And it was it was just when I think back, it was just, you know, my kids at the same time never took any Japanese class, but they picked up so easily that they also could speak fluently. And when I think back, it's just, you know, I wish I could just continue doing it. Right now, I I don't remember a lot of uh, because you have to kind of stay Proficient with your, you know, speaking the speaking the language in order to um, be good at it. So you know, it's been over almost ten years now since I've been away from Japan. So there's a lot of phrases now I remember, but it's just not as clear as it used to be when I, was, since, when I was back there.
0: Yeah, it's like when you learn anything, really. If you stop doing it, you kind of yes. lose it. Yeah. So. Yes, I agree. Yeah, that's awesome. I know, like even with the kids. I mean, once they when they're immersed in something they pick it up so quick way faster than us older ones when our database (laughs) in our brain is kind of full already you know
1: (laughs) i I remember um when i was still learning japanese my daughter was actually pretty good and she was maybe 11 or 12 maybe 11. um and we'd have her go and when we go out and eat to have her you know speak for us because she picked up so easily and she was able to interpret the the, the language for us and let them know what we wanted and this and so on and so forth. So, you know, so that kind of drove me to, you know what, I'm, I'm going to learn it myself while I'm there. So, which I did. And it was, it, was, it was a good experience.
0: That's awesome. That's wonderful. Well, since we're talking about culture, um, would you be able to share with me a little bit about our culture, our Hawaiian culture? Are you able to do any of those practices while living away from Hawaii for so long?
1: So, I, I know for me um i grew up you know where, you know with a, with a lower spirit so i i am I'm, I'm very giving so everywhere i go i like to you know i like to help people out you know people in need it's 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 just a thing um very i'm very soft hearted about that so whenever people you know need any type of help assistance whether it's my friend or a neighbor I'll, i'm always helping them and It's something that we always learned as we were growing up. You know, my parents, my dad especially, taught us to always help each other, help your family, help your friends, neighbors, and so on. So I always do that everywhere I went. Um, uh, also, <clears throat> being back home when we grew up, every time we went fishing or hunting, you know, whenever we left the Ina, you know, or we left the beach, we always say thank you. You know, we go home because it's it's a it's a respect. So same that's the same practice that I do everywhere I go to like every place I go to visit whenever I leave I always say thank you um, when I go into the woods during the winter time to go hunt deer and wild boar in Georgia whether I catch anything or not um, I always say thank you to the Aina before I go it's just something that we we're, were taught to always do and you know practice wherever we went
0: yes exactly yeah
1: um, another thing uh, being in you know different places moving into different homes um another practice we did is whenever i move into a new home we always i always did a quick blessing i always have like a bag of hawaiian salt so I, i'll mix a bowl you know with water and hawaiian salt and I'll, I'll do a quick blessing around the house sprinkle throughout the house the rooms around the yard and everything it's, it's something yeah. i've always done in over almost 25 26 years since i've been away
0: yep got to get that paucay to help cleanse everything and get it ready for us right so
1: yes Maikai. and then uh one more thing um i like to garden so i like to grow plants and vegetables so i have, I have uh, a garden out there in my backyard which i grow a uh, maui lehua taro and i always making my own i make my own poi at the end of the year and i always, you know make uh with the leaves i'll make um lao or palisamu or something you know it's something I love to do. I love to eat. You know, I, I miss the, the Hawaiian food and everything. So, you know, why not? Why not, you know, grow your own and try to, you know, provide your own. Um, so I love I love making a, a lot of uh, local foods back home, you know, from back home, you know, with, with just the food from a garden.
0: Wow, I'm impressed. <laughs> That's awesome. So the climate is good there in the neighborhood garden?
1: The climate is good. It gets uh, sometimes too hot i'd say maybe in the high 90s low 100s with you know high humidity but you just have to kind of keep it well you have to kind of water it more often that's about it
0: wow that is awesome but, that's but, great
1: yes but it grows pretty good um and it's it's enough to where you know i can enjoy it at the you know throughout the year
0: yeah yeah and then teach the the keiki about what's happening with with that yes in the garden and stuff wow correct I'm and impressed. along with
1: that along with that you know i like to share whenever i cook something i always like to share with my my coworkers. you know this is what we have this is what we eat back home what do you think and they all love it so oh it's 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 a good validations that you know what 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 we do back home you know other people really love too as well
0: that's great that's very healthy for you so that, oh yes that is great <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome i'm so happy for you Yeah, I'm I'm not much of a green thumb when it comes to the yard. I'm more of a boo dozer. I pull everything out.
1: (laughs) Oh, it's okay. It's quick to learn, quick to pick up those. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. That's that's awesome. Okay, great. So, um, those are the culture things that you share that you work on. Um, Do you share that with your cakey too?
1: Yes. So, well, my keikis, my, my kids are all grown up now. Oh, um, they live okay. in multiple states. Um, my son is in Texas and my two daughters lives in uh, Colorado. But they've, they've uh, grew up um, be, being exposed to what, you know, all the cultural stuff uh, um, wherever I've been. So they're they're aware of what, um, you know, what I do, you know, culturally. So I'm not quite sure if they're doing it there, you know, you know with the, different climates and so on but i know they're they're they um they're exposed to it as were as they were growing up
0: nice nice so i was wondering how about sharing a little bit about experiences that you had in different areas maybe even in, especially in georgia since that you've been there about 10 years you said
1: it's going to be 8 years uh, at the eight end of this years. year yes ma'am
0: okay so comparing just being able to be a, Hawaii, a Kanaka living living away from Hawaii—is there differences there compared to Hawaii? Besides the economy, which we, everybody knows that is ridiculous at Hawaii, but anything else besides that?
1: So the the southern hospitality—that's mm-hmm. that's kind of the same as the Aloha spirit that we have back home, and um, I kind of like that. Everybody here is so polite. So. Uh, forgive me if I always say yes, ma'am, because I just I got used to saying that. Everybody here, yeah, in, no problem. In Georgia, My son
0: does the same thing. He's been in <laughs> in Vegas for about 15 years, so he's like yes, ma'am. I'm like oh, okay.
1: <laughs> in in Georgia, um, everyone call you either sir or ma'am, regardless of what how old you are. So I'm so used to saying that as well. You know, responding with either yes, sir, or yes, ma'am. So it's very you know, the the people here are so polite. Um, Church going especially um and it's it's and the fact that it's it's where i live is very rural it's kind of like a feels like being in a small town uh reminds me of back home which i kind of like so it's 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 a good experience for me and i love i just love the you know the experience here and the people
0: nice how about back home how about the some fond memories that you might have so living at home?
1: I grew up uh, fishing, hunting, and surfing, just like everyone else. Uh, we, you know, the beach back home was about three miles from our town, so we used to hitchhike every Sundays or Saturdays. We will just, we wouldn't even hitchhike. We'd just carry our boards and walk out of the town to the highway and just walk towards the beach. And there's always going to be someone that'll pick you up from the town that's going to the beach. Never fails, and it's, you know, we. We, we, we did that throughout my, um, I'd say maybe sixth grade, throughout my ninth, 10th grade year until we started driving on our own. We just walked to the beach and we, we always knew that there's always gonna be someone, some auntie or uncle picking us up, going down because they're going to the beach for their family. And same nice. thing, walking back to Pahala, somebody's gonna pick us up and bring us back. And it was, it was, it was normal to see that i don't think i don't think you see that a lot nowadays but that was one of the things we just did and you know being us kids you know we didn't have we just had a backpack and our boogie boards and we just bring like a package of putty sausage or hot dog and then we go down to the beach and make a little small um area where we can just grill it on the fire and that's what we ate for lunch <laughs> oh, that's cute so it was <laughs> It was it was fun it's, it's just it was just some good memories and you know if when I went home this past um, year uh, a couple months ago this th- that was one of the things we were talking about just walking to the beach when we were growing up and everybody used to laugh like you don't see that nowadays um, and not only that even hunting no I mean my my everyone hunts there back home and that was one thing I missed just going hunting every weekend um, my dad would take us fishing you know I grew up um, Free diving and always throwing nets. So my dad would always take us down to uh, Kalai or South Point, and we go from along the along the coast and just uh, just throw a net alongside the shore and just catch whatever you have and then go home at the end of the day. It's one of those things that I missed. It's just I love the life. I miss it. It's but it's a good good um, way to remember you know all the memories that you did you know enjoying growing up.
0: That is wonderful memories. That is wonderful. Yes. So you grew up and uh, you lived on the bigger um, island of Hawaii, but your junior senior year you went to Kamehameha. So you was uh, dorming there.
1: Yes, uh, I was in the dorms. Um, I, I, uh, my junior and senior year, um, it was a great experience. I'd never been to a school um, that had four hundred plus students in one class. My graduating class in Kau was only 37. Um, I think the whole entire school from kindergarten to 12th grade was probably no more than 300. So it was, uh, I, I'd say coming from the Big Island and moving to Oahu, it was a culture shock for me because I wasn't used to seeing so many people in one school. Um, I bet. <laughs> And, you know, I I, I stay with my, my uncle and my auntie in Waipahu and I had to learn how to catch the city bus for the first time from Kapalama, or from Kalihi to Waipao, and I was so nervous because it was another culture shock for me. So I was asking every student out there how to catch the bus, um, going going over to Waipao and back. And it was something that I picked up after a month or two. Wow, this is pretty cool. Like I love the experience. I never thought I'd see or experience this if I was just still growing up in the countryside, you know, on the Big Island. So it was it was a good eye opener for me, just living. A different experience on Oahu, you know, and just seeing so many people and so many friends at, at the same time.
0: Wow! So that was a like a baby step for you, because now you're like in a huge city.
1: <laughs> yes, I think I think uh, living in Oahu for those two years helped prepare me for living in the mainland, and you know, joining the military because I wasn't uh, used to driving on the interstate. You know everything was just country roads so it you know it was something that it was everything for me it was an experience and i think um i just embraced everything i just loved uh going out and just you know experiencing something different that i wouldn't have experienced had i just stayed you know on the big island all those years
0: yeah 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 that's very different O- yes. Oahu and the Big Island is very different. <laughs> oh, it, it is. <laughs> and then you went internationally and nationally. So, wow. That's a lot of experience that you have now. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you can you can write a book about a Kanaka just going around the world. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was something was- I love. I love doing it. It's just, you know, each time I see something or do something um, outside of my culture, it's, it's another thing that I learned. And it's... One thing, uh, you know, I hope to see, you know, younger folks do, you know, as they grow up and they decide to either move or, you know, live abroad and so on and so forth, you know, yeah. just, you know, just enjoy your life, you know, enjoy the experience, you know.
0: Nice. So let me ask you a question: When it comes to Kamehameha, being able to go to Kamehameha because that school is so different compared to a lot of our public schools throughout the state, and. You know, just being able to get a little bit more of a higher education from that school. And then now, now you are, uh, you're a makua or you're an older man that already has kids that, that now they're adults. So, I was just wondering about the education that they went through, not in Hawaii. Um, is that pretty different compared to what we have to offer our keiki in Hawaii?
1: I think uh, my kids were blessed because um, most of their they spent most of the time growing up overseas. So mm-hmm. the schools on the base was kind of, I would say they're kind of higher education. Their their the the teachers were more engaged with the students. So and they learned a lot. Um, they and at and at the same time they're they're able to learn the different cultures. You know for whichever country we were in. So back in England, you know, we learned they learned a lot of the, the English culture as well, going to school there. And in Japan, my girls especially, um, after they went to finish school uh, on the base, uh, we take them off base to um, their Kumon classes. And in Japan, it's, it's, it's kind of like an after school class uh, geared towards math. I think it's math and language. So my girls really kind of excelled in math and Japanese, um, and did spend maybe two hours there, maybe two times or three times a week. So it was like an addition to what they were learning on the base. So they were able to, um, I think, um, along with that, they were able to pick up a lot of, uh, you know, more knowledge um, if they weren't to go off base. However, the the base did have good school program. That's for sure
0: nice so you think that helped to set them up for their future whatever yes I th- path they chose
1: yes i think it made them more comfortable um it took them out of their comfort zone like for me you know it it took a lot for me to when, when i went to kamehameha just experiencing the 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 uh, uh, you know just it's a higher caliber education and just being with a lot of people it took a lot for me to get out of my comfort zone just to be around there and I think my kids growing up in the different schools overseas, I think that got them to where they are now. You know, just, they're just be able to move on and just live comfortably everywhere and just experience it without you know having second thoughts or not or being forced to. You just go there, just go there and experience. You know, they'll just do it regardless.
0: That sounds interesting. I mean, well, for me, it really sounds interesting because. Um... You know, I'm I'm actually a former educator, so I've been in the education system teaching for um, over 15 years. So I, I know how important it is to make sure that we're setting up our children, our kiki, before they hit the world. You know, so so um, that sounds great to me. I'm glad that they was able to get good education.
1: Yes, and it's and it's something. Um, whenever I talk to my nieces and nephews, uh, or especially my dad. They're always pushing them, you know what, just go out, you know, go out and experience something outside, outside of Hawaii, because it's, you know, not only is it, you know, even if you're whether if you're in the military or working, it's it's still an experience, it's still a learning experience for you. You know, get exposed to whatever's out there and and not just, you know, live what you know, you know, growing up, you know, in in the small town. Just enjoy it. Like my dad said, you know. You can you can join the military um, and go on and live your life somewhere but you know just remember Hawaii is your home and if you don't exactly. want if you don't expect the way you wanted your life to be overseas or wherever you're you're at you can always come home come home to Hawaii and I always believe that you know whenever I come home it's like a it's like a reset for me because the life is so know laid back and it's enjoyable that sometimes i get so caught up you know living in the states with work and just the business and everything that whenever i come in or whenever i call my dad and just talk story with him on the phone it's like a reset you know i feel good again now i can actually go back and start work and do things again
0: yeah that totally makes sense yeah we got to go home feel the ocean feel the sand. you know see our um our aina um our family and then yeah just totally reset and then go back into our normal lives right
1: that was that was one thing um i took for granted growing up i never paid attention to anything i did i just i just did whatever the life you know enjoying the life in hawaii until i left to join the military and it wasn't until maybe 10 years into the military a friend of mine um decided to go to hawaii for vacation with his wife and he came back and he told me wow you know this place is so nice beautiful and i i just can't believe how everyone there the, like the locals are just when they're just enjoying life he said you can tell in their expression i went to the beach and doesn't matter who the the families are everybody's just enjoying laughing and it's like no worries and i was like what do you mean you, you can just tell you can sense it so I was like, you know what, um, huh. you know, that was kind of, it kind of got me because, you know, it, I, I took everything for granted. So when I went back home, I was like, you know what, you're right. You know, here I am, you know, at work sometimes in the military and I'm so busy know, we're working 12 hour shifts and just so caught up with work. Um, I flew home for leave for 30 days and I finally saw that I saw, you know, how, what he was talking about just and, you know, my brothers and everyone is just regardless of what uh, problems you may have you know if anything they're still enjoying life I was like you know what you're right you know I never paid attention to that and it kind of brought me back like you know sometimes it helps ground me whenever I come home and visit or talk to my family and so on
0: yeah you're so right it's It's like it's normal, it's just a normal thing, so we don't really recognize it until someone else points it out to us. And yeah, we just take advantage of things like that because it's just a normal thing.
1: Yes, I agree. Um,
0: Yeah, so yeah, when you get caught up with the hustle and bustle, that can become the norm and then, you know, it's important to go back and to just reset. So yes. i glad for you. And you just came back home a few months ago, you Yes,
1: think? I went there just for 10 days. I think it was uh, the last, from the last week of April throughout the first week of May.
0: Yeah, nice, nice. And family doing okay?
1: Family doing okay. Well, exactly this, uh, as a matter of fact, this was, um, uh, I had planned to go home two years ago, during my my parents' 50th anniversary. So, because of the COVID and the pandemic, oh, uh, we had to yeah. cancel our flight. So, this was actually my my uh, my ticket from back then, which I was able to use finally two years later.
0: Oh wow, yeah, yeah. That COVID really threw everybody for a loop. But oh, yes, you know, it when did. it comes to our culture part, that was really really hard because we are very affectionate as people.
1: Yes. Yeah yes
0: so we always do the honey we're always kissing everybody hello goodbye you know <laughs> going to hugs and then we couldn't and it just felt so awkward yeah yes yeah but I'm, I'm glad that we're finally getting a handle on this ma'i this illness you know so oh
1: yeah i agree
0: so we can get back to normal <laughs> yeah so um I'm so glad that you was able to share today with us. Um, before we close out, is there any message that you would like to share with us, especially the people in Hawaii, those that may be wanting to to relocate or has relocated? So, any message that you would like to share? Do you have a point?
1: Um, yes, I have a message to for the young ones, especially. You know, enjoy your life. You know. Uh, if you plan to move or go abroad, you know, go there and embrace everything. Embrace the culture, learn the experience, love it. You know, learn it, live it, love it. Like they say, you know, it's 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 an experience not many uh, people, especially in the stateside, don't have. You know, a lot of people just stay within their radius, uh, you know, uh, from their home. Um, go go and experience everything. And like my dad said, you know, Hawaii is always going to be your home. So, if you know if you're ready to come home, come home, but you know just go out and just experience the the different cultures you know, whether it's good or bad, but it's something that you've been exposed to, and you've seen it and now you know you can move on, you can experience other things you know, and that's I think that's a good thing that's good for your health you know good for your wellness.
0: What a great message. Great message, I totally agree because, I mean, look at a person like you, yeah, joined the military, you planning on just going for four years, but you ended up enjoying it and you was able to be exposed to the whole world pretty much, so.
1: Yes, I agree, and I loved it.
0: Yeah, yeah, so if you want to go out and you want to experience the world, just do it. Go and do it, and yeah, like you said, like Dad said, you can always come back to Hawaii, right?
1: Yep, I agree. (laughs)
0: Right. Well, thank you again so much for joining and sharing your story. It's so awesome that we can share with people about our, our kanaka that is living away from Hawaii and opportunities that they have and that you can do it. You can do it. So if you if you want, just get out and do it. And connect with people that is around you. Yeah, you you'll be surprised to see how much of our kanaka that is living away from Hawaii. that is there. They might be your neighbor. They might be right next to you, right? Yep. Yeah. (laughs) So thank you again. I really appreciate it. Mahalo, mahalo, mahalo. You take care and you give my very best to to your ohana.
1: Mahalo, auntie.
0: I really enjoyed that interview. That was so awesome to talk stories with somebody, a native Hawaiian from humble beginnings in Pahala, Hawaii, who took advantage of these many opportunities that was given to him throughout life and experienced different locations throughout this Honoa, throughout this world. So awesome to hear that. So again, I hope you guys enjoyed that as much as I did. If you did, please share this podcast. Share it with your family, your friends, anyone that you want to, Literally. So we can continue to do more of these interviews. Because you know, the more you know, the more you grow, right? And then we can understand people even better. So gang, please, before you leave, make sure you rate this podcast. And help me to be able to continue by leaving a feedback. Let me know what you think about this podcast. And you can leave a comment here or contact me on my social media account. I have Facebook. Instagram, TikTok, and it's all under Hawaii Abroad. So please reach out to me and let me know what you think. And of course, don't forget to subscribe so you can get early notifications when a new episode is released. Okay, gang, I hope you guys have a my cutty week and tune in again next week where I will be sharing on Monday, Manao Monday, that's the culture lesson of the day and then on friday aloha friday and talk story with another former resident from hawaii okay gang i hope you guys have a maika'i week this is auntie max signing off aloha